you're going to wonder where this is going, but I am going to go back almost 100 years to, to start this conversation. There was a time, uh, even prior to World War II, where the city of Madison was considered to be the government for Madison, and Dane County was thought to be the government for those portions of Dane County outside the city of Madison. At one point when the city was over two-thirds of the population of Dane County, at a point where the city of Madison was over two-thirds of the population of Dane County, we actually had only 50% of the county board in terms of representation. After World War II, things started changing. After World War II, there was an examination as a matter of public policy as to various relationships. And things were changing. Things did change. There was an effort to try and get more equity without disturbing what we refer to as the function of government that involves redistribution of assets. Because we know that if everybody had to pay for exactly the service they received, public services would not work because poor people cannot afford the same as richer people, whether we're talking police and fire services or snow plowing. It led to some changes here in Dane County. One of the changes it led to was the transfer of three services for which the city had responsibility that were recognized to at least be critical on a countywide basis. One was the operation of the airport, the second was the responsibility for the lakes, and the third was the zoo. It also led to some changes, uh, particularly in the health area. At that time, the city and the county each had their own health departments. City taxpayers paid for city health, and they also paid for county health, which they didn't receive a service. And it was decided at some point to uh, waive that portion of the tax levy for city taxpayers in regards to county health. Now, all that changes later on when the departments merge. There were other areas that were simply too complicated uh, to resolve. While the sheriff's department uh, patrolled outside of the city of Madison, the operation of the day jail served everyone. And so there's been these discussions going on for years about what does the city get uh, in return for its tax dollars. And in one of these areas, uh, we, we, we've seen some, some real challenges, and that is in, in regards to maintenance of, of roads and of streets. But I want to point out it's not the only area. 
And to this day, even though the city government is here, the state government is up here with the county in between, there are some folks who say the city and the county should each share 50-50 as though we were brother and sister levels of government when we're not because we end up then paying 100% of the city share and close to 50% as our participation in the county. So as a matter of principle and philosophy, the city for generations now has been very cognizant of some of these challenges and these questions of equity. In some areas, we probably get more than we pay for. In other areas, we certainly get less than we pay for. And we go forward in, in this regard. Now, the issue of jurisdictional transfer has been around for a while. And in fact, over the last eight years, as we have prepared to work on this, we've tried to get the county's attention. They have basically ignored us. And in fact, the only direct contact I ever had with anyone from county government, which isn't to say that my staff hasn't worked on it, is when Supervisor Jeff Pertle followed me down the street on my way to an appointment a couple of Fridays ago. Uh, thinking that a matter of this complicated nature could be resolved in a sidewalk conversation. I want to stop and point out all the different interests that he has in this subject and how curious it is that it's been escalated just a couple of weeks before the Democratic gubernatorial primary. He was a paid staffer for Tony Evers in the Department of Public Instruction. He serves a role in Evers' campaign, and he's on the county board. And as I've said before, he's made a serious miscalculation. He figured that with the primary coming up on August 14th, that this was a perfect time to try and leverage me on this issue and to uh, use that to political advantage where it could result in my position on this issue antagonizing uh, people who might otherwise have supported me, could help Mr. Evers' campaign, and as I've indicated, He's badly miscalculated because I'm not going to compromise generations of public policy in the interest of the city of Madison in behalf of any uh, public office that I might seek. Now, what's happened here is as Jeff Westcott, the chief of staff for the county executive, has said, they think that once a quiet county road turns into a developed area, 
in a municipality, it should take ownership of those streets. I want to start out by saying, if that's the case, and the county doesn't want to take operational control of any streets in the urbanized area that's the city of Madison, that those son of a bitches ought to be consistent. And just was the case when they didn't provide us with public health services. They should exempt us from the tax levy. Now, over the years, we have not had a problem disproportionately seeing city taxpayer revenues going to maintain and pave county roads in rural areas. But if this is the way the county government wants to play, I think they ought to think twice. Now, there was a point at which the county did not accept the city's position on this, and I want to give it to you in financial terms. We're talking now about the cost of construction of County AB, which is Buckeye Road, and County BB, which is Cottage Grove Road. And we're talking about the maintenance. We're talking about the maintenance over 50 years at a present value for that future maintenance. The City of Madison position, which is to hold firm, would basically cost the city over those 50 years $7.2 million. $7.2 million. When the county staff came to the city and demanded this jurisdictional transfer, that would have increased the cost to the city by $1.8 million, taking it to $9 million, an increase of $1.8 million. $1.8 million that could be put into police and fire services, community services, environmental and sustainability services. Let's go over those numbers. $7.2 million would have been the cost to the city maintaining our position. Under the demand from the county, it was $9 million. Now, let me point out that there's a delegation of authority and there's a reason for it. Administrative matters, including negotiation of contracts, is an executive function. Now, we are at a point where we have budgeted 
We are prepared to see the reconstruction of Cottage Grove Road and Buckeye Road. But there is the danger that if we go forward and the county refuses to maintain them, that these roads, one, will not be plowed, and two, even worse, the county will not allow the funding to go forward for the construction. It is Dane County that is holding up this project. We have been on track and on a, a, a cycle to get this done over these past eight years. Now there's a new proposal on the table. Some city county members got together, city council members got together with Supervisor Pirtle and negotiated their own agreement. I can't remember all the adjectives that I used on it, but I will reinforce those. Yes, Dave Ahrens? It was traitorous, stupid, and deceptive. It sure was traitorous, stupid, and deceptive because the agreement that they've negotiated is going to cost $12.1 million. They agreed to give the county an additional $3.1 million over what the county had originally offered the city. If that isn't stupid, what was that line from A Fish Called Wanda? You wouldn't know stupid if it looked you in the face? What they agreed to They went from the offer originally from the county, where the county was going to retain jurisdiction of Cottage Grove Road and the city would assume costs for Buckeye Road, to the city paying 70% of the local share on Buckeye and 80% of the local share on Cottage Grove. I don't know what they were thinking. Neither of those outrageous proposals is going anywhere. So let's make it real clear that it's not likely that I'm going to have to veto any resolution that's adopted, excuse me, any I'm not going to have to veto any resolution that's presented to the city council on this uh, negotiated deal between these alders and these supervisors because I cannot imagine a majority of the Madison Common Council endorsing a proposal that increased costs to the city of five million, let alone three million dollars for the maintenance of these roads. I would suggest that Mr. Pirtle 
Stop picking pockets. Stop accosting people on the street. Stop trying to set up false issues in the gubernatorial primary and leave these negotiations to responsible people in city and county government. Are there any questions? Yes. Um, so in terms of the, uh, the funds, how will this affect the taxpayers um, you know, and the people who use the road the most? Well, it's not going to uh, affect anyone financially based on using the road. The effect is going to be on who pays. And clearly, uh, what we see here are two county proposals, one of which raises the cost to city taxpayers by $1.8 and the other which raises the cost excuse me, raises the cost of city taxpayers by $3.1 million, and the other which uh, raises the cost of city taxpayers by $5.1 million. That's whether or not you use the road. Do you have a proposal then, or is, has the city presented a proposal beyond what you had talked about last week where, you know, it's kind of putting, you know, just putting the foot down. Is there something else that you want to work on? We, we, we are ready to go with the road. We are ready to go. We're ready to start construction. The only thing that's jeopardizing it is the county's demands of cost shifting onto people who are already paying. Yes? So if there's an agreement that needs to be met by August 1st, is that correct? Well, we have to make some decisions. Uh, in time for both budgets, city and county, being adopted. And if the county won't allow this to go forward, then we jeopardize the federal funding, which is paying for a significant part of the bill here. And we have to do one of two things, either, either return it to the federal government or use it on another eligible project. And the clock is ticking on that over the next couple of weeks. That's about four million dollars that the feds are. It's about four million. Is that right, Rob? Uh, the federal share for um, the two projects is three point five million. And so, if this agreement isn't met by the first, and oh, I'm sorry, I got to correct that. It's uh, three point five minute million for BB and nine hundred thousand for for Buckeye. Sorry about that. So if this agreement isn't met by the first and the feds um, renege on their share of the money, what happens to the project? What happens to the roads? We'll have to wait until the next time federal money is eligible. When will that be? Will I, I have no way of predicting it. Nobody's going to predict what happens with the Trump administration. But in the meantime, the roads are slowly deteriorating. So what, what, what are people you know, who are driving those roads? What, what, do you, what do you say to them? Go talk to the county board, go talk to the county executive, and tell them to stop pulling this stunt. We're ready to go. We are ready to go. 
So throughout planning for this process, has the city's position been vocalized up front? Oh, that yes, the city yes. Will not and we've got, we, we've been trying to uh, reach county officials on this repeatedly uh, over the last couple of years. The county provided me with a list of jurisdictional transfers within the past five years. Back in 2014, the city accepted um, a part of Eastern Beltline, U.S. Highway 12. It's noted as the western intersection of the Jug Handle Interchange. So it was one block, correct? Yes, from uh, one Mineral block Point Road on, on Mineral Point Road from the Beltline to Junction Road. One block. So how how does this? change. You, you were the mayor then, yes. your position as it is now as opposed to then. Because at that point, one block was not all that great an expense given that we were responsible on both sides for it. It was a very small portion of the overall project. Over the last 15 years, uh, we've done, I'm sorry, over the, since the year 2000, we've done 15 miles of county highway and transferred about 2% of that mileage uh, from the county to the city. So those federal... So the county officials you talked to should have talked to you and shared with you about the other 98% of those 15 miles. That's the kind of bullshit we're putting up with in this discussion. They're not being candid with you. What are some of the other projects that you might look at using um, those federal dollars for if this if the county out? kills if the county kills Buckeye and Cottage Grove Rob what were we looking at as alternatives rather than giving uh, the money back the Buckeye money would just generally speaking the Buckeye money would move to other projects that are already underway that are underfunded and the Cottage Grove Road money would move to Atwood Avenue in the city of Madison And those numbers you cited, the estimates for um, the 3.1 million and 5.1 million number, um, where, where are those coming from? And City engineer, looking at look, We try to look at all the various uh, maintenance items on the highways over the next 50 years. Okay. So the routine ones are like snow plowing and um, uh, street sweeping, these types of things. The uh, more major ones would be a future resurfacing. So we split those out according to the county's uh, policies and uh, came up with a share for each municipality. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I can't believe that they gave you in justification of their position. They told you about 2% of the work that was done and didn't tell you about the other 98%. I mean, that is clearly lying by omission. And let me mention one more thing. Because of the nature of, of this issue and because of the support that we are getting from other municipalities in the county and around the state, one of the things on our legislative agenda uh, for the next session will be a bill statewide that prevents these kinds of jurisdictional transfers prevents counties from holding municipalities hostage in these situations. And I can tell you where this candidate for governor stands on that. Anything else?
If not, thank you very much.